Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Welcome back to another episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. You're joined by Helen Huang and Pamira Hideri from the Statutory Insurance team. In today's podcast, we will be discussing the personal injury rules and in particular part four of the rules being documents. We'll be discussing in particular Division 4.1, 4.2 and 4.4. Now, Helen will be discussing Division 4.1. Thanks, Hamira. So Division 4.1 covers forms and documents. Firstly, I'll go through Rule 16, which is the approval of forms. Put simply, the President may approve the forms for use in these proceedings. The approved forms may be published on the Commission website. And if there is no approved form for a document, then the document must be in the form that is drafted to the satisfaction of the president. So essentially, Rule 16 just states you must use the approved form and it should be on the Commission website. Rule 17 covers the form and content of the document. A document lodged with or served on the Commission must have a heading that relates to what the proceedings are and the nature and the purpose of the document. It must be in the approved form. It must comply with the other requirements of these rules and the other procedural directions or other directions that the President has made. It must also be clearly written, typed and reproduced. If the document is not in the approved form and content, then the president can refuse to accept that document. And if the president refuses to register that document, then a new document may be lodged to replace the existing document. So Rule 17, simply put, is the document must have a heading, must identify the purpose, must be in the approved form, must be clearly written, typed or reproduced, which is essentially identical to, for example, MAS submissions, CAR submissions, DRS submissions, where you have the subject name, sorry, the claimant's name, the matter number and the identity of the document. So there is no real change to the form and content of the documents. Rule 18 covers the language of the documents and what this rule relates to is if the document is not in English, as in the document that's been lodged is not in English, it must be accompanied by an English translation and that translation needs to be accompanied by a declaration in the approved form by the translator stating that the translation is an accurate translation. Now I will go into Rule 19. Rule 19, which is a rule that covers leave to amend documents, is under Division 4.2 of the rules. This rule covers how the Commission grants leave to parties to amend documents. Essentially, the Commission 
may, on the application of a party, give a party leave to amend a document lodged by the parties in the proceedings if the Commission considers the amendment to be necessary. However, the Commission must not give leave to amend a document if it substantially alters the party's proceedings and an amendment may be made during the proceedings on any terms the Commission thinks fit. So this rule is essentially identical, or not identical, it's similar in how proceedings were in DRS. Parties obviously apply for amending a document and it needs to be approved by the respective party. Now I will pass over to Humira, who will cover Rules 20, 21 and 22. Thanks, Helen. Rule 20 covers amendment of documents and application by a party to applicable proceedings for leave to amend a document lodged by the party must be in writing and fully set up the grounds for the application. The party seeking the amendment must lodge and serve the application on the other party. A party who wishes to object to the amendments must, within two working days of being served with the application, lodge written notice of the objection with reasons and serve the notice of objection on the other party. Under Rule 20, subsection 6, an application may be determined solely on the basis of the written application and any written notice of objection. And the application can be listed for a hearing or the application can be referred to a member for determination. Rule 21 covers minor or agreed amendments of documents. This rule applies if the amendment of a document in commission proceedings for which leave is sought is uh, of a minor nature and will not have a substantive effect on the case to be put by any party or consented to by all parties to the proceedings. If the application for leave is made before the commission is constituted to deal with the application, the president may grant leave even though the party applying has not complied with Rule 20, which I discussed earlier. If the application for leave is made after the Commission is constituted to deal with the proceedings, the Commission, as constituted, may grant leave even though the party applying has not complied with Rule 20. If it says to avoid a doubt, the requirements of Rule 20 continues to apply to leave granted in according with this rule. Rule 22 covers directions concerning amendments of documents. If the Commission gives leave to amend a document, the Commission may give directions as to the conduct of the Commission proceedings consequent on the amendments and a direction given must be complied with as though the direction was a provision of these rules. I will now pass on to Helen to discuss Division 4.3. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, Amira. I'll be discussing Division 4.3, which is the lodgement of documents. So Rule 23 covers the lodgement of documents with and issue of documents by the Commission. What this rule addresses is that all documents required or permitted to be lodged with or issued by the Commission must be lodged with and issued from the registry. So it 
means all documents must be lodged with the Commission using the ECM system, which is the online portal, or if the President directs that a document or a class of documents can be lodged by hand, it will be identified by the Commission or the President. Whether they want it to be lodged by email, then it'll be sent to the registry email address. Or if it's to be lodged by post, then it will be sent by prepaid post to the registry postal address under Rule 11. However, the President will direct which, whether it's by email or whether it's by hand or whether it's by post, if it's not to be lodged by the online system. And this rule applies to the service of the documents issued by the President, which I will address a little bit later at when I go through Rule 26. So Rule 24 is the lodgement of the documents by the ECM system, which is the online portal that we are all familiar with now. What this rule covers is that the documents must be lodged on behalf of a party through the ECM system by the party or the person who's authorised to sign the documents on the party's behalf, which is usually the legal representatives for the claimant or the insurer. The document lodged is required to be signed. The document needs to be as lodged as soon as it is received. And I will touch upon receipt and service in Rule 26. Rule 25 goes through the lodgement of statutory declarations by the ECM system, which is the online system. So this rule covers or simply states if a statutory declaration is lodged by an Australian practitioner or an agent of the party by means of an ECM system, then the practitioner or the agent is taken to have undertaken to the commission that the practitioner or agent, so the lawyer on behalf of the insurer or the claimant will lodge the original statutory declaration in accordance with the direction. So I would interpret that to mean uh, if a statutory declaration is lodged through the online portal, the commission or the president may direct the agent or the practitioner to send a hard copy to the commission or the president. So Rule 26 I would say it's the most important rule in Division 4.3. Rule 26 covers when documents are taken to be received or served. So as I discussed above, documents can be served via email, via post, via hand to the Commission and also through the online portal. So there are strict timelines for whether it's the online portal or whether it's by hand or post. So if documents are lodged or served on the commission via email or the online portal, then the commission takes those documents to be received at the time of entering the information 
And if those documents are lodged via the online portal or email after 5 p.m., then that's considered to be received on the next working day. And then for documents that are delivered by hand or via Australia Post or by courier to the Commission, it is taken to be received and delivered to the Commission on the day it is received. And if it is received after 4.30pm on that working day, then those documents will be taken to have been delivered and received the next day. And these rules apply to service as well. So the take-home message is if you are lodging documents through the online portal or email and it needs to be served on that day, make sure it is emailed or lodged via the portal before 5 p.m. And if it's to be delivered by hand or post, make sure they are received by the commission before 4.30. And that is it for Division 4.3 of Lodgement of the Documents. Thanks, Helen, and thank you for listening to mini-series of all things the Personal Injury Commission. In our next podcast, Helen and I will address in detail the rules related to commencement of applicable proceedings, which is Part 7 of the Personal Injury Commission rules 2021 thanks helen thanks everyone for listening bye thank you for tuning in to this episode of the proper lookout podcast we hope you enjoyed it for more information on anything discussed please contact peter hunt at peter.hunt at mccabecurwood.com.au or visit our website to see mccabecurwood's full team of specialists